upcoming weeks um, that Wrestling for a Cause is going to be doing August 6th, which is Can I take a guess? Be a really uh, nice, is Granny? Um, which, which is going to be a really nice early birthday gift for Granny, you know, because my birthday, you know, is in August. And this particular show that we're going to be attending August 6th is going to be really exciting. And I'll be sharing upcoming information about that in the next upcoming weeks. So the rumor that uh, Grady Hulkster and Fondango being on the next season of Dancing with the Stars <laughs> is uh, not going to happen. Well, I don't. I haven't gotten that memo icon. You know um, that little that little uh, video. You know that was a lot of fun. I mean, I I was not anticipating him to ask me to get him get in the ring with him and do that dance, but it was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed getting to meet him. I mean, it was that weekend was a lot of fun for me. So. And with Matthias, you know, we of course you know you used, you used to pay, play for uh, our local football team, the Invaders, and mm-hmm. unfortunately you're not with the you know you don't play with the team anymore because your wrestling career has taken off, which is a good thing. Of course, I do miss my travel partner, which is you. However, with uh, with your wrestling career taking off like it has, what do you think will happen for you? With it, with your next events, do you know where it is and who you might be uh, facing? And this year, to, by before the end of the year, what is the farthest place you think you'd be you should be checking out? Well, um, as of right now, like I said, as you mentioned, I'm not no longer playing with the Invaders. I'm always down to suit up and play a game if they need me. If they desperately need a player, and if it's in the Fargo area, I can try to set it up between that and my wrestling schedule. As I told the uh, head coach, my wrestling has uh, taking has taken the uh, the reins because I am uh, actually building up in the industry, like you said. My next match that I am part anticipating will be in Michigan this coming Saturday. I don't know exactly who I'd be taking on. I'm just trying to I'm going to help set up the ring and see if I can get a match in that company. And then my next actual match will be this coming Sunday, the 19th, in uh, Holcomb, Wisconsin, against Man Pretty Greg Hertz in, uh, like I said, Holcomb, Wisconsin. And then, so far, I've been booked in Michigan and Wisconsin so far, and then, of course, Valley City and Minot around North Dakota and some Minnesota dates. But the furthest I'm planning right now is a guy that we had a guest a few weeks back, uh, Chief Jay Eagle, uh, I'll be working for him in South Carolina. Um, hopefully within the next couple of months, I just got to get everything settled down with work and then get my $50 um, stuff and get ready to uh, head down to South Carolina for a show. And I got an email that I was going to, I was going to talk about with you guys. What is, what is one of uh, Granny's favorite taglines? She does not like the heels, correct, Granny? That's right. <laughs> And I'm just trying That's to figure right. out why I keep why why I keep getting this email because people have been asking me, well, why does Granny like the icon? He's a heel. Why does Granny like Matthias? He's a heel. Well, there's a difference. On the show, we're friends. In the ring, we're heels. There's a difference. When are people going to get? When are people going to realize this? It's it's well, rather you know, it's hard icon, to let me let me kind of clarify something here. You know, I mean, touchdown. Raiders! 
Okay, big swing. Big that was here. not necessary. <laughs> that was not necessary, big swing. You know how I feel about that nasty sound effect. Okay. Before I was so rudely interrupted by that horrible sound effect, I'm going to share a little tidbit of information. As I said, Granny has a lot of friends in the wrestling business who I consider family. You know, now, you know, some of my friends in the wrestling business I've known for a short time. Many of my wrestling friends in the business I've known for quite a long time. And, you know, one of my favorite people, and I'm going to give a big shout-out to Barry Lindup. He goes by Mr. Saturday Night Michael Barry. Um, he also goes by Flex Zerva. You know, I've known Barry probably close to 25 years. And I am very good friends with his beautiful wife, Ryan, his beautiful 8-year-old daughter, Barron. I, I tell you, when when I found out that they were expecting a baby, you know, I informed them. I said, you know, this is going to be Granny's adopted grandchild because, you know. And they said, well, we wouldn't have it any other way. But, you know, Barry and I have went round and round and round many years in the business. You know, he's been the heel. He's been the baby face. It's really fun when he's the heel because it's like I have a love-hate relationship with him. <laughs> I love him as a friend. He's like, you know, he's family to me. But I tell you, when he's the heel, it's so much fun to mess with him and tease him and give him grief. I mean, he he wrestled with a guy by the name of All That Alan Steele and for TCW for many years when they were wrestling, and they were known as Genetic Perfection. So one night we were at a show, and this was after TCW quit running, and he was wrestling for CWA uh, in Arkansas. And I said, oh, did I hear them right? Did they say geriatric perfection? <laughs> well, he got down and rolled out of that ring and came over and looked at me, and I'm standing there with my hand on my hip and looking at him like, uh, you got something to say to Granny? Go ahead and say it. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was just, <laughs> I don't think he knew really what to say. I think I actually caught him a little speechless. But, you know, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, so... Yes, fans, I, I do not like the heels. I mean, I, I do not. I do not like the heels. But it's kind of like uh, many of the heels that I know in this business, they are my friends. You know, it's kind of like that light switch. You know, when you get in the ring, your character mode, you have to go into character mode, and that light switch comes on. And then when you get out of the ring, that light switch goes back off, and you go back to being you know, whoever you are, you know, so, you know, and, and people that maybe are not a wrestling fan or maybe they're kind of new to the wrestling world, you know, they may not be familiar with that kind of logic, so just throwing that out there. With that being said there, Matthias, you know, going down to Michigan now, you and you said you, you your opponent's going to be... Or you don't know yet. I have absolutely no idea. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get a match. I told. Uh, I told the promoter that if I'm gonna, 
drag my 260 pound butt to their to, to to make a great to make the best appearance they've ever seen in their company. I said I demand a match. I don't care who it's against. I don't care because they apparently we got a cage for this for this show. So I said if you want to put the 260 pound six foot three man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare in a cage, I am more than willing to climb in. They just got to give me an opponent. And if you want some cheap heat, I'll let you uh, borrow my uh, Ohio State Buckeyes jersey. That'll get that'll definitely get you some heat. Yeah, you, yeah, def- okay, yeah, yeah. Let me. I'll bring it down to Michigan. And right before, it's like it's like with Wisconsin too. I plan to uh, bring out the greatest football team. My one of my favorite jerseys. I'm going to bring out there, and I'm going to see if uh, see how they decide to react. All those those cheese heads and those. Beer drinking, green shirt wearing cheeseheads. I just, I, I, I gotta mess with them, cause uh, I am a skull fan uh, after all. As, as am I, and of course, you know, Granny, she loves the, uh, she loves the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought it was the Raiders. No, <laughs> no, and, uh, we, no, we, no. We, that we is, a, that is a bad word in Granny's vocabulary, <laughs> and I don't like the Yankees either or the Cowboys. Well, you know, we all know who uh, Big Swing's favorite team is. You remember, Matthias, who his team is? I do. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, now I do. Now I do, yep. And uh, Granny knows who his favorite team is, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know he's listening because I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to set him up to play the sound effect because you know that he's listening and you know that he wants to do that. So uh, I'm just trying to figure out what was his favorite team. He just did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Well, it was played. There you go. Anyway, so we're waiting. uh, 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 We got about two minutes before our first guest, uh, Courtney Olson, is supposed to uh, call in. Now, I want to let everybody know a little background about uh, Courtney uh, she is a uh, MMA fighter um, to a T, and uh, she has an amazing talent of being able to uh, crush watermelons between her thighs. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm really looking forward to having her tell us about that. So hopefully, uh, we'll be able to uh, have her talk to us about that and some of the other stuff that she's uh, got coming on. So what? Uh, what can we expect from that interview besides a lot of great, great conversation? And uh, her, she has a uh, she has a saying whenever she uh, pins her opponent, uh, and it's uh, she she likes to uh, do the she likes to do the the girth thing, you know. And uh, that's her uh, that's her tagline. I can't do it, but uh, hopefully she'll be able to do it for us. In the meantime, we'll give her a few more minutes. If not, we'll try and finagle our guests a little bit, have our second guest first, have our third guest second, and then we'll have Courtney come in after that. So let me uh, get all this uh, set up here real quick. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're gonna, uh, Oh, there she is. So uh, we're going to take a quick little break. And uh, before we go to our guests, we're going to take a quick little break, hear from one of our sponsors, and we'll be back after these messages with our first guest. Stay tuned. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, 
is an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. <laughs> And I want to tell everybody about Woodspring Suites real quick. They're a great sponsor. We appreciate their support. If you want a great hotel when you're in Fargo, North Dakota, come on down and check them out. Uh, they got, like like the commercial says, Wi-Fi. If you want, uh, they have kitchenettes in every room, so you don't have to worry about cooking fast food. You can buy some groceries. They got fridges. They got nice, comfy beds. And my favorite, their towels are so big and fluffy. You can hardly shut your suitcase. But in the meantime, stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle, about to crush some watermelons with us. Ladies and gentlemen, she is our first guest. She is Courtney Olson. Hey, this is Courtney Olson. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Kins FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Holkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. What's How up? are you, Courtney? Good to have you. Great to be here. I'm good. How are you? Good. Here's what we're gonna do. I, I kinda I know I kinda spoiled it a little bit. We're gonna have you give us a little background about yourself and we're gonna have some fun with the interview and uh talk to you all about uh some of your great accomplishments. So go ahead and give us a little background <coughs> and I'll ask a few questions and we'll do a round table and we'll come back to me. Amazing. Well if it's not fun I don't wanna participate. Um background, how long are you looking for? Because I wrote a three hundred and forty eight page best selling memoir, so it could be two minutes, five minutes, or fifteen. <laughs> what, what? What do you? How much background do you want? Well, just well, just a little, just a little bit. We're going to talk about the memoirs too, but just you know, a little bit, and then uh, we'll kind of fill in the blanks with uh, questions. Okay. Well, I am uh, known as the woman with the world's deadliest size. You've probably seen me on the internet or TV crushing watermelons, as you mentioned. I am the CEO of Girl Clothing, G-R-R-R-L. We are a women empowerment athletic line that empowers women to embrace their body regardless of what it looks like. We focus on what our bodies can do as opposed to how we fit into society's narrative of beauty. And I am celebrating 12 years of being clean and sober tomorrow, which I am incredibly proud of. And I'm lucky to be alive and to be here talking with you. Awesome. We are we are glad that you're here. We have Courtney Olson as our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM. We got 27 minutes. We're, we're gonna. I, I want to talk about the the watermelon stuff when we come back to me after we do the uh, after we do the the roundtable. The first thing I want to ask about is uh, being uh, you know uh, being a uh, a bodybuilder when you decided to uh, you know get into competition. Uh, what was your main motivation? Uh, that's a great question. My main motivation to get into bodybuilding was a uh, pathway out of drugs and alcohol. So uh, growing up, you know, I was like the epitome of the perfect child. 4.0 GPA, associate student body president, in a Christian rock band. My goal was to be the first female president of the United States. And at 17, I started smoking methamphetamines because I wanted to be skinny. You know, at the time, uh, Kate Moss was you know, burned into my brain from growing up in the 90s and having a thigh gap and being a size zero was deemed beautiful. And so 
you know, I her thighs are like the size of my forearm. So that was that was never going to work out. And getting to my senior year and, and making that poor decision, even though I knew better, I was so desperate to be thin that I, I kept doing it. And um, that unfortunately led to a nine-year path of just utter and brutal destruction. So by the time I got to... Um, Oh, gosh, I'm really bad at math. So let's, let's say it was like 26, 27-ish. I started to use the gym as a different focus, if you will. And, you know, that didn't last long because, of course, I ended up then getting addicted to pain pills because it was easy to justify. My name was on the bottle. Um, I that was Oxycontin, correct? Yeah, that is right. That's right. And it started out as Norco, which is, you know, kind of like a – Percocet, or, you know, not as um, dangerous, if you will, as Oxycontin. And I managed to to do that for about a year and a half. And then the last six months, it was Oxycontin. And so, you know, the gym worked temporarily. Um, but then, of course, when you don't address the root cause of what's driving you to, use, to do these behaviors, then, you know, you're just going to find something else. So um, ultimately, it was, it was it was a process, but you know, it's the gym has saved my life. And um, I wouldn't say the same for competing, <laughs> of course. But, yeah, it's a, that, that's exactly why I got into it. Uh, Courtney Olson is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And uh, we've we got, we got a lot to talk about in the next 24 minutes. But before we come back to me, when I ask you the tougher questions, first off, we're going to do a little roundtable. I want to introduce okay. you to Granny Hulkster. She's on my uh right and matthias on my left so we'll start with granny what do you have for our guest the human watermelon crusher go ahead (laughs) well first of all welcome to the show and congratulations on your amazing accomplishment of battling such an addiction like you you dealt with i mean i know that was probably very difficult times for you and you know it's amazing that you can honestly say that you've worked through your accomplishments and you you battled that storm of life that you you know that was a part of your life for so many years so that's totally awesome so congratulations on that huge accomplishment i mean you should definitely be very very proud of that you know accomplishment so I guess one of my questions to you is, um, you know, I don't watch a lot of MMA. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big wrestling fan. I don't really get into the MMA part. And I've seen some bodybuilding, and I've had a lot of my wrestling friends who have done the bodybuilding competitions. What is one of the most difficult competitions you were a part of and what did you have to do? And you can't say this show because uh, that'd be too easy. <laughs> so you saying what was the most difficult show or Compet- like the most yeah, difficult? Yeah, well, competition you were a part of and what did you have to do? Like in when you were bodybuilding? Yeah, I would say all of them, really. Um, bodybuilding is its a really fascinating thing. You know, there are some people who can do it and go through the agony and not 
see it as such. Uh, myself, you know, I found, especially during my last show, which was probably my di- most difficult experience, um, was I started to, like, get into a weird space with my mental health. I got so lean and felt so... I don't know what the word is. I felt like I, I'd come so far that at any point, any time I got into my Jeep, that I was going to get hit by another vehicle. And I started to, like, obsess on that thought, and I started to get really superstitious. And I, I don't know if it was, you know, the lack of calories or or what. I, I just got, you know, as being an addict, we tend to have obsessive-compulsive um, tendencies and behaviors. I mean, I, I have... OCD as it is and so when I would get these thoughts in my head I'm like oh my gosh I worked this hard I've come this far I've never been this um, optimal with my physique and then I'd get the thought that someone was going to run into me and then I had that for like about two months straight and every time I got in the car I would almost have a panic attack it was really bizarre it was super super strange and um, you know, I, I would say that was probably the most difficult thing that I'd ever experienced because I'd never worked as hard as I had to get to that point. And, you know, the wow. bodybuilding is just, it's such a self-centered thing, you know. And to me now, it's like a sport because I, you know, I'm Australia's first female arm wrestling champion. Um, I've competed 2012, in jiu-jitsu. Yep. Yeah, you've done your homework. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you know, and these hey, I'm a, I'm I, a fan. I'm going to prove that before the night's over, <laughs> so I can earn those autographs. I'm hoping you'll send to us. <laughs> of course, um, but I, uh, you know, these these are what I call sports. Whereas with bodybuilding, you know, because in sports you got to move your feet, use your mind, and I mean I'm sure there's an element of, you know, using your mind in terms of like willpower and discipline and all these kinds of things, but you know, as far as it being a sport, I, now I kind of laugh at myself and I say, oh, it's not really a sport, is it? But in terms of it, it's just so self-centered. You know, it's all about me, 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 me. And I, I've found that that is when I'm my most miserable, is when I'm stuck in my own head, focused on my own stuff, as opposed to being out there in the world and focusing on other people and helping other people. And that's when I feel the most fulfilled and useful and my self-esteem is at its highest but otherwise it's like in in turned in internally and it's like i i i me 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 it's never good enough you know this will never be the best and on and on and on so i would say mentally it was it's very draining and exhausting and lonely and so i, I told myself i wasn't going to do another show however now that i've turned 40 i'm, <laughs> I'm like on this mission to to inspire women to say, you know, age is nothing but a number. Look how jacked you can be at 40 years old. I can't wait until I hit 60, you know. So it's kind of changed in terms of the, um, you know, motivation as to why I'd want to do it. And without it being all about winning or needing to prove myself, because, you know, once you get that blue tick on social media, you're like, screw you all. I don't need to prove anything. (laughs) So, We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I'd, I'd say that was probably the most difficult stretch was going through that weird period of thinking that you know that obsessive compulsive behavior where I was like, I'm going to get hit by somebody. It was super strange. 
Uh, Courtney wow. Wilson is our guest here on we're on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we have uh, well, we have 18 minutes. I might uh, I might go a little uh, longer here because I have a lot to talk about, and we might even have to do two parts of the interview and have you come back if we don't scare you away too much. But uh, I, I now want to introduce you to Matthias. Now he said that uh, he could probably take you in the ring, so uh, I'm going to have him talk to you about that and probably set up the competition. So what do you have, uh, Matthias? Uh, go ahead. She can still crush you with her thighs. Remember that. Well, Icon. Matthias, get it? Matthias? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Icon, thank you for calling me out directly. I appreciate it. Um, yes, you are talking to Matthias, the modern nightmare as known on this show, but otherwise I am the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare, the current reigning, defending, undisputed EWI Diamond Champion and hope to soon be the PWA North Dakota Champion and Below Zero Wrestling Champion. Um, I guess Granny kind of took my question away from um but I guess I came up with a new one while I was listening. So I used to be a journalism, or I am technically a journalistic major, um, and I graduated with a mass communications degree. But one thing I had a lot of trouble with when I was in the journalism thing was like learning how to write a story correctly, whether it was news or because I could I could put anything to video or I could talk about anything on radio or podcasts or such. But uh, my main question would be, how hard was it for you to sit down and write that entire memoir? I forget how long you said it was. 386 pages. 386 pages. I've read it from cover to cover. All right. Well, uh, so I guess the main question would be, how hard was or how difficult was it for you to uh, to sit down and write that whole 386-page uh, uh, memoir about yourself? <laughs> Matthias, that's a great question. You're so funny. I um, It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, honestly. it uh, I started it 10 years ago, and when I started it, my goal was to uh, show women that the world is not what we think it is. You know, I had spent a number of years in the muscle fetish industry and learning that there was this whole world out there of men who admired and appreciated strong, powerful women and that they did not care about cellulite or dimples or all this stupid stuff that women are led to believe, you know, we need to look like in order to be desired and worthy and, you know, I spent my whole life, like I said, wanting to look like Kate Moss. And then here is this whole world of men that wanted to give me a ton of money to demonstrate my strength. So crushing watermelons, pick them up and carry them around, so on and so forth. And it was such a huge revelation to me that I, I really wanted to just stop every woman in the street, especially if she had big calves, and say, hey, did you know that there's some guy out there that would pay you a lot of money just to worship your calf muscles, just to touch your legs, like, Nothing, you know, I'd say nothing weird, but, of course, to a lot of people that would seem weird because it's just so... Kind of like the icon does for yours. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not mainstream. <laughs> so that's when I started, and I actually wrote uh, it was about 200 pages. And then, of course, you know, life happened and more things. My story was just starting, uh, come to find out. And so I put that down, and then... When it came back around, I thought, you know what, I, I still have this desire in me to do this. So I went back through all my old content, and of course, you know, I've had a ton of um, journals and journal entries from various blogs, handwritten journals from recovery. Uh, so I had a lot of content, but it was really the structuring 
And then, of course, you know, writing the rest of the story from the last eight, eight and a half, nine years, and then putting mm. it all together. So, I mean, it took me about a year uh, once I sat down to really get going again. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, at the end, when I went to publish it, two weeks before I went to publish it, my thyroid went tits up again. So I was diagnosed with Graves' disease um, in 2017, and that caused me a ton of health issues. And I personally believe that was a direct result from getting breast implants. And, um, you know, there's a lot of women who have breast implant illness, and, you know, the FDA is now starting to put out a lot of these warnings and talking about, you know, the risks that are involved with having implants. And, I mean, essentially, it's a foreign object in your body, you know. So, and, and Graves' disease is an autoimmune um, disease that's related to the thyroid, and it has to do with your mm. thyroid speeding up. So, um, it, you can actually die from it as opposed to hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune con- condition of the, the thyroid. Um, it, it does the opposite. So, that's where it slows down. The one I had is where it speeds up. You know, when you see people with their eyes bulging out of their head, can often affect your eyes, it affects your heart. I lost like 20 pounds worth of muscle. My voice, my voice changed. Um, you know, it was it was pretty pretty horrible. And then of course, it I got it leveled out, was on medication, got off the medication, and then as a result from the stress of publishing this book, it went in the toilet again and I wound up in the emergency room. So, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> it was it was definitely challenging. So that's a great question, but it was worth it. You know, I've had a lot of people write in and say, hey, this has really helped me realize that I have a problem with alcohol. And I, you know, I, I can see now that I'm an alcoholic or, you know, all these different kinds of things or processing their own um, trauma. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, even if it helps one person. And I often forget and I need to take my own advice because I tell people, like, look, it doesn't matter if two, 200 or 200,000 people see your post or your video, you only need to impact one person for that to have an, to, to have a ripple effect on the rest of the world. So, um, exactly. even though I was, yeah, I was bummed. I was like, Oh, I wanted to be a New York times bestselling author. Cause I chose the route of self publishing. Cause you know, with COVID the whole publishing industry kind of, um, wet the bed. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, all right, I'm going to do this myself. And, um, but nonetheless, it's, it's out there. And my goal now is to, um, I'm producing a docu-series around that part I was just talking about with the muscle stuff and in the wrestling, the underground wrestling world. I actually just did a, a pro wrestling show this last weekend in Chicago. It was my first time and um, being in a ring. And it was, it was incredible. It was so much fun. I, I'm, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> if I was 20 yeah. years younger, you would see me going out there chasing you and, and doing all that. But, you know, it's, a, it's well, brutal. It's, a, it's really hard on your body. So, I know. I'd pay to see that. But, yeah, like uh, I was going to say, my brother uh, also has Graves' disease, so I kind of have that same experience in my family with uh, his weight uh, loss and stuff like that. So, I believe he has the same kind that where our where his speeds up, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. But I also wanted yep. I was gonna congratulate you first before Granny got the opportunity. But yeah, congratulations on your sobriety and all that stuff. It Thank must it, it it always seems to be a very hard habit to kick, and I'm glad you were yeah. able to. And then our icon decided to uh, call me out. Well, if you are interested, I mean, 
you'll have to learn to take a, a cheese grater to the face or maybe land on some thumbtacks, but I'd be more than willing to defend my EWI Diamond Championship at any time, anywhere, any ring. All I got to do is get an open challenge. It's a, it's an open challenge belt. You're more than willing to come fight me for well, it. Well, actually, Courtney, oh. what we're going to do is we're, we're, we're going to set up we're going to set up a watermelon on a pole match. And the first one that gets to the watermelon and crushes it with their thighs wins. So it's either going to be your thighs or Matthias. No, okay. All right, we're we're on 89.1 Kansas FM. We got ten minutes uh, left with Courtney. There, we do have one question here, quick, and I'm, uh, we're going to get into this uh, from one of our biggest fans. And the question says, uh, with your ability to crush uh, watermelons, uh, does that help you find good ones in the supermarket? <laughs> It actually does. You know, I've been doing this for a decade now, and, you know, you kind of learn, like, how to drive. <laughs> Thanks, Big Swing. Appreciate the support. Thanks. <laughs> so, yes, yes, it has. <laughs> now, uh, and I, I, I bet you uh, don't know, and the listeners know, I'm a big fan, uh, as we talked about. Uh, Courtney actually has a Guinness Book of World's Records, she crushed three watermelon between her thighs in 7.63 seconds. Think about that. And we're not talking about small watermelons here either. I mean, we're talking about those ones that you have on your your 4th of July picnic that Grandma and Grandpa used to bring out to the lake. We're talking about them, you know. And that's why I want to invite you over out to my Fourth of July brunch. I'll ha- I'll bring the watermelons. You bring the crusher, and we're good to go. Anyway, hey. we're back. <laughs> we're 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 on uh, eighty nine point one Kansas FM with Courtney Olson. We got uh, nine thirty seven now. Uh, so we can do this here. If our fans want to check you out and see if you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, what do you got? A van full I of watermelons, maybe. <laughs> I got that too. Uh, yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram. It's just Courtney underscore Olson. Twitter is Courtney Olson. TikTok, I think, is Courtney Olson. Um, it's K-O-R-T-N-E-Y-O-L-S-O-N. And YouTube is Courtney Olson Brand. You just Google my name. You'll find thousands of pages of content. So, yeah. And, of course, and, uh, she. And uh, if you, uh, she she's built like uh, China and Ronda Rousey together. So there you go. That's Courtney Olson. <laughs> One thing I, I we, as you know, that uh, our listeners, our regular listeners, know we do have an assignment for you. If you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, like that. You go to eighty nine point one Ken's page on Facebook, like that. And do a $10 a month donation to Power of the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, current guest, or a future guest. And, Courtney, would you be willing to send us a few autographs uh, for giveaways? Of course. Maybe even like an autographed uh, watermelon or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, and then I'll crush that between my thighs on one of our shows. There there you go. Uh, now, one thing I, I do want to – I was going to ask about, because uh, I read your memoirs, which is called Crushing It, uh, How to Crush Diet, Culture, Addiction, and uh, – uh, One the thing, I, you know – Yeah, I don't know how to say that word. Um, patriarchy. Uh, one thing I, I, I do want to ask you about is the fact that you were featured in Stan Lee's Superhuman Season 3 that I saw high voltage where scientists were claiming to test how strong your thighs were if you have this 
you know, you heard of the baddest man on the planet, uh, which is, of course, Mike Tyson. You've heard of the most dangerous man on the planet, which is Ken Shamrock. And now you have the most dangerous thighs on the planet, which is yours. Uh, what was that like when you got the call from Stan Lee saying, hey, I want to test your thighs for strength? It was surreal. I remember opening the email, and I had to read it like six times. I was like, is this real life? Is this some kind of joke? And, uh, yeah, it was, it was truly remarkable. I didn't get to meet him, but having my name in his mouth <laughs> was, was, was pretty awesome. And so I'm just waiting for, like, Quentin Tarantino or, some, or somebody to, you know, write me into a script for being like a watermelon-crushing assassin or something, you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was really awesome. And, you know, I've since wrote – I have a free eight-week program on my website that teaches people how to pick a watermelon, the um, tutorial around how to crush it, the process of visualization and the importance of it. And it's a eight-week two-day-a-week-at-home training program um, that you can do with minimal equipment. And National Watermelon Day is August 3rd. So um, it's actually exactly eight weeks from now. So people can go on there, download the PDF, and get started on working out. And then, of course, we're going straight into watermelon season. Um, and it is a great opportunity to test your mental fortitude because it's not just a test of physical strength because you become acutely aware of what your self-talk is saying to you. You know, you're a failure, you're not going to do it, you're a loser, whatever. And, you know, how easily do you give up? Because sometimes, you know, it takes five minutes, sometimes it takes ten minutes, sometimes it takes 7.63 7.63 seconds, <laughs> you know, so there's, there have been times when I've, I, I think there's only been one watermelon I couldn't crush in, in a decade, and that was in Australia. For some reason, the watermelons out there are super beefy. I don't know why, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was extremely difficult, and I remember just feeling, it was in the early days, but I felt so, um, you know, just let down and disappointed and, but you really, you know, become aware of what kind of drive you have. You know, are you tenacious? Do you give up easily? So it's it's just it's a real good all-around challenge for yourself. And, of course, now there's women all around the world who have um, uh, attempted it and have been successful. And it's it's really quite inspiring, you know, to help women to tap into that part of us where it's like we are truly so much stronger than we think. It's just society telling us, you know, oh, you're weak, you're emotional, you're this and that, we're the weaker sex. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. Women are built like brick. You well, know like, there's houses. nothing weak about you, trust me. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, we, we have uh, Courtney Olson, our guest. We, we got a few minutes. Uh, and and everybody knows, like I said, I am a I am a big fan of uh, Courtney, and I want to let everybody know how. Oh much. my God! Who the hell cares? Thanks, Big Swing. I appreciate it. Uh, one thing I, I do want to ask of <laughs> one thing I, I I am kind of curious about though, with um, 
with all the uh, all the stuff that uh, you've done, uh, one thing that uh, I'm a big uh, believer in and a supporter of. Uh, in uh, February of 2019, uh, you wrestled a transgender athlete, and now you're a spokesman for uh, their inclusion in competitive sports, which is a high topical issue right now. Do you uh, do you plan on uh, do you do speaking tours for that as well? Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? And uh, just uh, we got about 90 seconds. Yeah, that's a really good question. I um, you know it's. It's a really difficult one to address and to talk about because, and and to put it into 90 seconds makes it even more difficult. But, you know, had I not known, or I didn't know the person I was wrestling was transgender. So going into it pound for pound, skill for skill, you know, I thought I was wrestling a woman. And so because I went in with that mindset, beliefs control everything, Right. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. So that's Henry Ford, one of my favorite quotes. And um, I believed going into it that we were an equal match. Now, had I known that that was a transgender woman, and I I think it was, you know, pre-op, then it probably would have been a different outcome. So, you know, but at the same time, I, I, I struggle to understand because I think there are certain you know, situations where it's not appropriate. Like um, Janae Kroc, who's one of our athletes, she doesn't, she's, you know, transgender woman, and she is, like, has world records for powerlifting, and she competes in jiu-jitsu, and when she competes, she competes in the, the men's division. So, you know, there are certain times when it's not really appropriate. Um, you know, and I've, I've seen women get hurt in mixed martial arts, you know, so I think it is a really tough topic to address and someone's always going to get their feelings hurt, right? Someone's, we all can't win in this situation, but if we can at least listen and, and do our best to understand, because there are, there are times too when I'm like, oh, I don't agree with that or but the fact that we're in a situation now where you can't openly talk about it without getting canceled, that really bothers me. Um, I, I, I really have an issue with that, that we're in a, a society now where we can't freely express ourselves or even feel comfortable asking questions because we'll be, you know, ganged up on and bashed by a group of people. Um, and I, I think it's important for us to feel like we can have open and useful dialogue to make progress and to better understand each other and look for win-win situations because it's, they're hard to find in this certain um, situation, if you will. Awesome. I hope that was 90 well, seconds. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll tell you what, Courtney, uh, if, uh, if we didn't scare you away too much, uh, we'd love to have you back on with us again. I will definitely get you rescheduled, and uh, I promise to stop calling you at the 2 in the morning. I'm still working on the uh, – the whole uh, time zone things like we talked about. But I do appreciate you being with us tonight, and I do want to have you on again. Uh, As soon as my schedule opens up, we'll get you back on again, okay? Awesome. And let me know where to send those autographs. All right, I'll I'll text it to you. Oh, outstanding. Thanks, guys. It was great chatting with you. Thanks, Courtney. All right. right. Courtney. 
Courtney Olson, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, human watermelon crusher. Uh, our next guest is waiting in the wings. Uh, we're going to take a quick little time out here uh, from our sponsor and a little legal thing, and then we'll be back right after these messages. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. You're listening to 89.1 Kens FM, KNNZFM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the ring right now and walking down the aisle and stepping into the ring, she will tell us that every rose has its thorns. Ladies and gentlemen, she is Scarlet Rose. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is Scarlet Rose, the Queen of Hearts. You're listening to Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Kins FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, and, um, modern nightmare Messiah. There you go. All right. See, everybody always has a question, that guy. Uh, but he's going to be asking you a question here soon. And uh, I know that he also said that he wanted to challenge you in a uh, in a match, so we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. We're, uh, we got Scarlett Rose here with us. we got about uh, 26 minutes. So here's what we're going to do here, Scarlett. If you want to give us a little background about uh, yourself, uh, and then I'll ask you a few questions. We'll do a roundtable, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Okay, sounds good. Um, so I started martial arts at age five. So that's from wrestling, jiu-jitsu, judo, I've done it all, Muay Thai, Krav. And then about two years ago in September or October of this year will be two years that I started professional wrestling. And I debuted September of last year and been getting booked all up and down California. It's it's been great. So now you you started uh, in martial arts because uh, you were uh, tired of uh, your 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 older brothers picking on you. So you figured that uh, you just uh, wanted you just want to show them that you can uh, take them out, right? So that's why you started that, right? Um, actually, no. I don't have any siblings. I'm an only child. But I was getting picked on when I was in grade school. And my parents wanted me to grow up to be confident and be strong, independent woman, which it surely has done for me. But that's the reason why I started joining martial arts. And uh, with uh, with your when you started, you said at five years old, was it what? Now is it like a was it like an age progression thing? Like you started out with like five and six year olds, and then the next year you moved up uh, another age, or did you just start and uh, there was like when you took your class? There were a whole bunch of different ages, or were there like like 
elementary age groups? There was, there was, yeah, there was age groups at the pit when I started. Uh, that's where, that's where I started off at. I started at the pit. Um, there was age groups, but then I started progressing really fast, so I ended up going in like higher age groups than like for my age, because I was just leveling up really quickly. And then around seven or eight, I actually started training with adults because um, I switched gyms, and they didn't, they got rid of their kids' class. So, you know, my coach thought I was mature enough to pay attention in the adult class and not be a distraction. So I was training with adults at, like, age eight or nine, and I would do kids' class and adult class when I went to other gyms. So, yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, uh, and uh, I'm guessing that when your classmates knew that you were practicing uh, this, they uh, decided, well, uh, maybe we should be her friend and not pick on her anymore. Is that basically what happened? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but, you know, kind of sometimes throughout the years of, like, grade school and, you know, high school, there were some people who wanted to, like, like poke at me to try to get me, you know, to, like, see how far they could, you know, take me before I, like, became, like, physically violent, which I never did because I have a really good temper and I don't allow anyone else to, like, get into my head. I'm just like, you know, whatever, you can say whatever. Like, my, where my line is, if you try to attack me, that's where I would use anything that I know. But if you're just going to say verbally, you know, you can say whatever you want, you know? <laughs> Which is exactly why when you told me don't call you anymore, I stopped. Okay. Uh, Scarlett Rose is our guest here. We're on 89.1 Kens FM. Uh, I want to introduce you first to uh, my co-host on my right. It's Granny Hulkster. What do you have for our guest, the Queen of Hearts? Well, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you on. Uh, what is, I mean, did you enjoy doing MMA more than wrestling or... Did you enjoy both of them, or, you know, what was your favorite thing about both of those sports? Are you talking about, like, professional wrestling or, like, collegiate wrestling? Pro- yeah, pro- well, professional wrestling, either, it doesn't matter. I mean, just... My first love ever, like, for a sport was, like, collegiate wrestling, so the stuff that you see in the Olympics. That's the mm-hmm. thing I fell in love with, like, the martial art I did, you know, I did that year long, you know, I did jiu-jitsu for like a few months throughout the summer, but all year long I would do wrestling. That was my thing. That's the most thing I competed in. That's where I placed nationals, fourth and seventh, um, and placed in state. Like that, that was my passion. And professional wrestling is kind of what, I don't know, it kind of sparked my interest. When I was like, oh, you know, my dad showed me a flyer. I was like, hey, you know, I can, I can try this. You know, what's the worst thing? It's, you know, what's the worst thing? I don't like it, and I never do it again. That's my mindset. You know, try it once. You like it. You keep doing it. If you don't, no, 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 no one gets hurt. But I actually fell in love with it, and, you know, I was able to use stuff, like, from my background into it, so I got to keep that alive, and it kind of brought my competitiveness back because once I got injured and was not able to wrestle 
like collegiately because I didn't do it in college, I kind of lost interest in doing jiu-jitsu and everything else because I only did that to better my wrestling. So once I that was gone, I didn't really have any interest to do much. And professional wrestling brought that passion back. And I'm trying to get as much time. You know, I drive three hours sometimes <clears throat> just to do training. Wow. And uh, at... Uh... And it's like eight dollars a gallon where you're at. <laughs> That's a heck of an expense <laughs> driving three hours. Uh, Scarlet oh, Roses, our guest now, is terrible. <laughs> How much is gas where you're at right now per gallon? It is a little bit over six dollars, like six nineteen. Wow. I think ours at last check was like four dollars and something. What, uh, Granny? What is it? What is it in Arkansas there where you're at? It's like. Four forty nine, four fifty nine. You know, um, it's still under five dollars right now. Most places in Arkansas, but it's uh, diesel's very expensive. I mean, diesel's like between five and six dollars. You know, for diesel, but yeah, it's, it's five seventy nine you know, it, here. It's yeah, it's getting pretty bad. It's getting pretty bad. I mean. So yeah, so Kevin Nash would be disappointed. Uh, now, uh, uh, Scarlett, I'm going to introduce you to our other uh, 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 co-host. He's a wrestler, and uh, he he said he saw some uh, pictures of you, and he uh, thought that uh, match uh, a uh, a bouquet of roses, uh, a dozen roses on a pole match, would be a perfect uh, uh, match for you guys. So, Matthias, why don't you go ahead and challenge her to that? Well, Icon, thank you again for trying to get me uh, more bookings on this show. I appreciate it. First off, I want to welcome you on to the show. It's always great to have uh, fellow wrestlers. Yes, I am the uh, modern nightmare, also known as the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare. Um, I was a collegiate, or not a collegiate wrestler. I was a mat wrestler, an amateur wrestler uh, when I was growing up. And I'm starting to actually, starting to learn jujitsu uh, through another wrestler friend of mine. He's a... Uh, He's um he has his own studio and stuff like that, so I'm trying to learn through him and stuff. Uh, but yes, I guess yeah, Scarlett, he can actually pronounce it now. <laughs> <laughs> but my uh, my main my main question to you would be. Um, all right, Icon might take that, but Matthias, don't do that. Um, anyway, <laughs> I guess my main question for you would be. Um, <laughs> what has been one of your toughest opponents, uh, either in jujitsu or wrestling? Or pro wrestling, like what would you say would be one of your toughest uh, matches um, you've ever had throughout your career? And you can't say this show. <laughs> mm. I guess I would have to say Christina Von Erie. I can't remember anything from like wrestling names. You know, I would just, you know, when I was wrestling, Matt wrestling, I would just, you know, go out there, mm-hmm. see whoever was standing in front of me. I didn't. I didn't know their names. I didn't care about their names. I was just there to get my hand raised. Uh, but I think Christina Von Eri, I've wrestled her three times already, and I've lost every single time. <laughs> so I think that's probably my most hardest competitor. Okay, and then um, what would be, or how would what form of training do you think would be has been the most difficult for you? Whether it be you're training for like an amateur match, whether you're training in jujitsu, whether you're training in pro wrestling, uh, which one would you say would be the toughest challenge you've had to face training wise? Um, 
So professional wrestling and the mat wrestling I did, they were both hard on on different levels. Like for professional wrestling, I really struggled with jumping and that kind of stuff, not really like conditioning. Um, You know, I picked up the strikes pretty quickly, but like collegiate wrestling, you had to be top-notch conditioned because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Like, you have to constantly be, like, thinking, and you have to keep on top of everything because there's always people watching you. There's always people looking through your videos, seeing what your weaknesses are, and, you know, you need to make sure you don't have any weaknesses or any that they can spot. So mm-hmm. I think they're both very hard just for different for different reasons for myself. Okay. And then, uh, as Icon did mention, uh, apparently he wants us to have a bouquet of ro- rose on a pole match. Well... I am the current reigning, defending, and undisputed EWI Diamond Champion. So basically what that means is whoever ever wants to challenge me for this title belt, I have to put it on the line as long as they issue a challenge to me. And uh, it is no rules. There is weapons allowed. So I guess if a bouquet of roses has to happen to come into the match, it can. Or if you're willing to land on some thumbtacks like I've been or, you know, land on tables or take cheese graters to the forehead, I've had to do that. So... If you are down to uh, ever wrestle me, I just uh, need an open challenge, and I will meet you wherever, and I'll defend my belt against you. Okay. I don't know about that cheese grater or the thumbtack. <laughs> that seems... <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that is one thing I have learned that is uh, not fun. One of as uh, Icon always likes to refer me to as the human pincushion because I set my 260-pound uh, opponent up on a table, and I was about to give him the greatest uh, Eddie Guerrero-style frog splash anybody has ever seen in the world of professional wrestling. And he decided to uh, kick my legs out from under me, grab a bag of thumbtacks, throw them on the table, and uh, put me through it. And uh, unfortunately, it did not break, but I ended up having about 30 tacks in my back. So it was uh, it was quite an adventure, I tell you that much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Probably not. And uh, the thing funny. is, at, at, at the end of the match, to pay his medical bills, they auctioned off every one of those thumbtacks that they pulled out of his back. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Hopefully that's <laughs> and, a good uh, medical bill. And uh, the highest, uh, get this, the highest bid that uh, they bid for one of them was two cents. So he uh, ended up uh, being, uh, he got he he got $1.98 total for the sale of the tax. So his medical bills, he's still... Uh, $997.28 short. So Unfortunately. Uh, we'll work on that <laughs> later on. <laughs> uh, Scarlet Roses are uh, our, our guest here, and we're on 89.1 Kent's FM, and we got about 13 minutes. Now, there's a few things that I, I'm kind of curious about. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you the tougher questions now, because uh, that's just what uh, I like to do. So, when you uh, when, when you're competing. Do you uh, what, what kind of regiment do you, of training do you go through when you know that you're going to be competing uh, in a competition? Are we referring to like professional wrestling? Either or, yeah. Either. Um, I, I just train on like what I, I want to do. You know, like okay, you know, I want to work on these moves, so I kind of drill those more and. I always keep up my cardio by doing cardio drills and, you know, working out, making sure my muscles 
are ready. I wrestle like sometimes pretty much a couple weekends in a month or maybe just one, and then you never know like when um, you're going to be called to possibly do a match. Like it might be like the week of, so you need to always be ready, and that's my mindset. <laughs> always be ready to be called to do a wrestling show. And uh, for those of you who never, uh, for those of you who never seen Scarlett uh, on on Facebook, and well, towards the end here, we'll let you know how fans can check you out. But uh, you guys, I don't know if you ever seen her, but she looks just like Queen Amidala from uh, Star Wars. It's just a spitting <laughs> image. I, I hope you don't mind that comparison. <sighs> Thank you. Okay. All right. And then uh, you're, you're also known as the Queen of Hearts, so I'm just kind of wondering what, uh, uh, and your name is Scarlet Rose, so I'm just wondering, uh, of, the two, of these two songs, what would your favorite in-ring song be, uh, Messing with the Queen of Hearts or Every Rose Has Its Thorns? I guess Every Rose Has Its Thorns. Awesome. Because I know one thing, I wouldn't mess with the Queen of Hearts. Uh, Matthias would. Granny would. I wouldn't. I mean, you know, if the roses have thorns on them, that just makes it for a little more fun and a little more blood in the match. I mean, you get the crowd pumping, right? <laughs> so, so Scarlett, what's uh, uh, what's what's uh, coming up on the horizon? Do you have any uh, big matches coming up that you can tell us about or any competition you can tell us about that uh, if our, our fans listening around the country, if they're in your area, they can come check you out? I have two competition or two wrestling shows in July. One in Almeida for Wrestling of the Stars, I think. And then I have um WWC in Los Angeles July 17th. And the other one's July 23rd, right before my birthday. <laughs> um and then in the uh September 9th, I'm wrestling back in my hometown at Santa Maria. I'm super excited. <laughs> uh, uh, Scarlet Rose is our guest here, and we have, uh, well, we have a, a ten, 10 or so minutes here uh, on 89.1 Kens FM. So being an amateur wrestler as well, one question that I, I, I like to ask every independent wrestler is it's a two-part question. You know, there, we have the WWE and we have AEW. Let's say that AEW or WWE were to call you and say that they're having a, they saw you at a match and they, they're having a tryout. Two-part question. One, is that something that you'd want to do? And two, when you get that contract, would you not big-time us and still talk to us when you, uh, become, uh, when you, when you end up uh, being on TV? Um, I would be super glad to take a contract. I think that's pretty much any person's dream that's in the business right now. Um, I would <laughs> want to talk to anyone and everyone um, that I possibly could to, you know. Um, <laughs> I consider myself a very, like, humble person. Like, I... I don't think being on a big company would change, like, who I am. Like, it would be a dream. I wouldn't really personally care if it was AEW or um, WWE. Like, I think they're both very good companies. You know, whoever decides in the future to pick me up, you know, I would be grateful of my chances I've had and 
the opportunities I have and be able to share that with everyone. And uh, with uh, with that being said, then when you when you decided to embark on the journey into uh, wrestling, what has what is your ultimate goal? Because I, I know that. Well, unless you've reached it already, but uh, I, I know that being on this show was one of your goals, but what's your other next big goal? I think one of my goals I'm trying to do currently is just try to get on as many shows as I possibly can and possibly branch out to other states if that's acceptable. I did get on to Liberty Pro Wrestling, which is um, which I'm going to air in October, which is kind of big because they're a bigger company and they do filming um and ultimate goal would be to get onto a big tv company if that's impact wwe aw i know ring of honor is not lo- no longer around like they're part of well no that's AEW not true now. uh as a matter of fact uh the owner of aew just bought ring of honor yeah yeah I know that. I don't know what he's going to do with it, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not so, sure. Uh, I, I... Go what? ahead. Sorry. I was like, I so think he's if... just going to make it like a branch. Right. So now, uh, with that being said, you, you want to try and get on as many shows as you can, and you want to go to as many states as you can. We definitely want to get you up uh, here in North Dakota. If we can get you up here, uh, we can uh, probably hook you up with one of our wrestling companies that we have up here, get you a... a a great room at Woodspring Suites, so you won't have to, you know, you you know, you won't have to uh, pay a big expense. We'll get you hooked up with them because they're our sponsor. So, if our fans want to check you out and book you, do you have a do you have a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? I have everything besides a Twitch. I have a Facebook. I have an Instagram. I have a TikTok and a Twitter. Yes, I have all and they they just gotta go to Scarlet Rose then. Uh yeah, so my it, Scarlet Rose or the Queen of Hearts, I think it should pop up either one. I know. I think my tag my tag for Instagram is the dot Queen of Hearts with two S's. If I remember correctly, <laughs> and then Scarlet Rose, Queen of Hearts or something like that on Facebook. My Facebook is really strange. I don't know why. Like, people have a hard time finding me on Facebook. Well, like when you they know, search it up. Um, well, uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but there's five different Scarlet Roses on Facebook. No, I did not know that. Yeah, well, of course, you're the most important one because you're on our show, and you know, one thing that I, I got to ask you—it's kind of an ego question. I know our fans were are waiting for this. I made you a cool little collector's card. You know, where you're flipping your opponent. Uh, I got to ask you what you thought of that card. Oh, I thought it was really cool. I appreciate anything that I can get, but I thought it was really cool. It's a little card. I think it's really neat. You know, I was thinking if you could put that on your Facebook page as like the background just for like a little bit, that way uh, all our fans that are looking for you can come check you out. Yeah, I could do that. 
There you go. And uh, also for our fans listening, you know, if you uh, if you go to our Facebook page, Add It to the Air, Monday Live Monday, you like that. You go to 89.1 Ken's FM page, like that. Do a $10 donation uh, to Power the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win an uh, autograph from a past guest, a current guest, or a future guest. Would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways for our uh, for our fans? Of course. Awesome. And I'll, uh, I'll text that to you. Because uh, like we talked about, <laughs> you wanted me to stop calling you at 3 in the morning, so I understand that. And uh, I, I just saw this uh, video of you, and wow, uh, devastating. She, hey, you guys, she's got a devastating left and right hand. So uh, it doesn't matter if you have uh, thorns in your left or your right, she's, <laughs> she's going to crush them. Uh, we have uh, Scarlett Rose, our guest here. We only got a few minutes here left. So real quick here, if our... Um, um, if you have advice for someone that wanted to start getting into jiu-jitsu, I can't even say it. What would advice would you give them if they wanted to get out and start exploring that and uh, trying that? For jiu-jitsu, um, I would definitely say it's probably different than most what most people have done. They have to be, you know, comfortable rolling around, being on the back, and. It's definitely something that takes time. Like, if you, you know, are in there for, like, six months and you feel like, oh, you know, I'm not progressing, it's okay. It's normal. Most people go through a phase where they, like, they feel like, oh, you know, like, I don't know if this is something for me. But if you think it is, you should continue pushing through it. You know, it'll start coming to you, especially considering, like, if you're an adult, (laughs) you know, you've never moved this way in your life. And now you're having to do this. Your, your joints, your muscles will be like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> but um, just continue and, you know, give it at least a year. And if you still like, nah, I don't want to do this, then go ahead. But I think people would like it if they get used to it. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Scarlett, you have been uh, you have been awesome. And I'm glad that uh, you were able to take uh, time uh on your schedule to join us tonight, and uh, you have been most wonderful. And uh, if you would uh, be willing to, we'd love to have you uh, back on again with us at some point. Of course I would. Awesome. Well, I'll I'll tell you what, uh, Scarlett, you have been so awesome, and uh, we want you to be safe and come back to us again. And uh, when, um, when you get that big AEW contract, Make sure you uh, get a hold of the icon because uh, you'll need someone to carry your bags. You'll need someone to go get your cappuccino. You'll need to, you know, someone to do all that for you. And I'm ready to, I'm ready to take the plunge for you. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. Thank you, Scarlett. Thanks, Scarlett. Thank you. Awesome, Scarlett Rose, ladies and gentlemen. What a great interview. Now we're just waiting for our uh, next guest to call in. And uh, he'll be calling in here in a second. But while we're waiting for him to call in, uh, we're going to take a quick little timeout. We'll be back after these messages. And we got a special treat for you coming up after these messages. 
As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is the coolest writer, director to ever appear on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man, the myth, the legend. He is the one. He is the only he is Ozzy Capri. Hey, this is Ozzy Capri, and you're listening to Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hoekster, the, the, and the modern Nightmare Matthias. How are you? So, so should we call on? you... Uh, do we refer to you as uh, uh, AC, uh, Mr. Capri, Ozzy? How would uh, you like us to uh, refer to you? Oh, you can just call me Ozzy. Yeah, that's fine. Ozzy. All right. So we have uh, Ozzy as our guest here. we got uh, 39 minutes, and we're, we're going to cover a whole lot of stuff here in a short time. But before we do that, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, uh, then uh, we'll have some fun with you. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, well, I was, uh, you know, I grew up in Las Vegas, um, and uh, when I was about 12 years old, you know, I um, saw an ad for, uh, like, an acting class at a local recreational center, and so, um, you know, I, you know, I, I enrolled into that, and then um, almost immediately, like, about 35 kids we had in there, and I think within the first week, the, the teacher came to me, and she's like, you know what, she's like, everybody's at, like, a different you know, level of progress towards, you know, being ready. And she's like, you, you're just, you're just ready. She's like, I just want to put you on, like, you know, send you on auditions. So I was like, I mean, it was kind of, you know, sudden for me, but I was like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, so I went, uh, my first audition was for a um, Dennis Hopper film. I forgot what it was called, but, um, you know, and people, you know, we go over there and they're like kicking down doors and everything like that. And, with her prop guns, and it was just it was, it was a pretty exciting experience and everything like that. And um, yeah, I think the next audition I had was for uh, Command and Conquer commercial. Um, I wasn't the right age. I wasn't you know the right look. You know, I, I don't even think I had headshots at the time. And they took like a uh, like a mugshot kind of photo of me because I think it was like really angry. I think I got like in a fight earlier that day with like a friend or something like that. And you know, so it was funny because my my dad or my stepdad, he's from um, from New York, and he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, what are we doing here? He looks like a mug, a mugshot. He's like, I drive all the way down here for this audition. He's like, you can freaking mugshot. I mean, come on, kid. You know, and so I was like, I was like, you know what, dad? If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. You know, I was like, whatever. You know, I was like one of those like rebellious kids at the time. <laughs> See, see, Ozzy, here's where you're lucky because uh, when you went to that audition, the, the the director said, I want to go ahead and put you in the movie. When I tried out, they said, uh, if you don't leave, sir, I'm going to call security. Uh, so you'll, uh, I'll have to talk to you off air on how, 
<laughs> How did I get thrown off the lot? My first five seconds on screen. Uh, Ozzy uh, Gabri is our guest here, and we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got 36 minutes. We're, we got, Like I say, we got a lot of your films that I want to ask you about, a lot I want to talk about. But before we do that, okay. uh, we're going to uh, do a roundtable, and then uh, we're going to come back to me, and then I'm going to ask you the tougher question. But first off... Let's see, uh, with uh, Granny Hulkster, um, when she's on, uh, when she's in Hollywood, she's known as the little lady from Pasadena. But, uh, Granny, what do you have for our oh, guest there? Go ahead. No. Well, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you on with us tonight. So, hey, how's it going? What is your favorite thing about acting? Now, the favorite thing, um, I think it's like uh, I love being creative, you know, and I love bringing out like you know creative characters and things like that, you know, um, you know, and I just love to uh, you know kind of um, you know give people like you know a good show and, and you know and entertain people and whatnot, and, and so I mean I guess like it's, it's like a passion of mine, you know, so um, I guess I guess that's what I would probably say was about that. That's <laughs> awesome. And uh, Ozzy Capri is our guest here on uh, 89.1 Ken's FM, and uh, we have uh, 35 minutes. Now, uh, on the on sitting on my left is Matthias. Now, you do a lot of horror films, and Matthias is our resonant horror film guru. So I know that he's got a lot to talk about. That's why I have not uh, mentioned any of your films yet, because I don't want him to steal <laughs> my thunder on any of those. But, Matthias, <laughs> what do you have for... Uh, Another horror fan. Go ahead. Well, uh, first off, I want to welcome you onto the show. It's always a pleasure having a fellow uh, oh, actor you. and person, yeah, and uh, fellow actor slash movie guy um, on the show with us. I guess since Icon mentioned that you're a big horror movie fan and stuff like that, I guess my main question for you would be, what is one of your favorite genres of movies to either act in or to watch? Um, it probably would be like, well, I mean, I love creative stuff. So, I mean, the more creative, like, the more attracted to it I, I think I am. You know, so, mm-hmm. like, um, I really love, you know, like, like fantasies, you know, like, or like, uh, you know, like, like uh, Lord of the Rings I thought was great. I loved it. Um, uh, horror Being on the show. Always yeah. very creative. You know, current movies are very creative as well, you know, so... Um, and also like science fiction movies, so I'd probably said those would be my favorites. That and maybe like comedy as well. But okay, and then um, what what would you say has been your most uh, difficult role you've either had to prepare for or work in, and why? Oh, the most difficult one. Oh, that's a good one. Man, that was a loaded um, question, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. No, because, I mean, you know, oftentimes, you know, especially in the indie film, you know, realm, I mean, there's so many rewrites and so many things, and you have to be, you know, kind of like on the ball about things. So I'm, I'm very good at improv as well, you know, and so sometimes I'll just like improv, you know, you know, a scene, you know, like, I mean, because like maybe the script, you know, has been rewritten so many times or it was a certain way that they wanted it, but they wanted something a little extra. So, I mean, I usually like... um you know, I mean, I think I'm always preparing, you know, like every day, you know, like um, as I'm driving around, you know, I'm, I'm constantly doing different characters and doing different accents and things like that. And just, you know, um, just being like, I mean, consistently doing, I didn't even realize like, you know, I didn't even think of it as practicing. You know, I always thought it was just like, you know, just bored, just 
trying to entertain myself. <laughs> but I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's, but then, you know, like, I mean, if I'm around friends, it's like, boom, now I have material to like, you know, make them laugh or something like that, you know, maybe someone was just thinking about in the car, or, you know, and whatnot, that, so. Yeah, we're exactly the same there, basically, when I'm driving around, I'm, I'm basically pretending like, because I, I don't like, I mean, I do focus when I'm driving, but when I'm just still going down a long road, I like to prepare, like, to act like, or pretend like I'm in a film, or, like, as being a yeah. professional wrestler, I have yeah. to be, I have to improv a lot of promos, or I have to go out there and talk to the crowd, so I'm constantly cutting promos, or thinking of what to say against my next opponent, or I'm just thinking of ideas of what I can do in the ring, so, like, it, it, it's, it's basically the same for me. I always get all that new material and stuff. And then, as you said, now you got all this new material to make people laugh and stuff like that. So you and I are basically one in the same uh, on that boat. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it's awesome. just it's always. Yeah, yeah but, you know, it's, it's funny because you don't even realize it. Because, I mean, I just, you know, I mean, cause to me it's just, like, fun, you know. It's just something that I just do for fun and, you know, and I just, like, just love to build off of and, you know, and grow in and. And, you know, it's all just like exactly. different characters, you know, and, and you know, and just just play, try to play them out. Or, I mean, oh, you know, maybe I want to try, like, you know, doing, like, maybe, like, you know, a different kind of accent or something like that. So I'll start to, like, just, like, practice it, you know, when I'm driving around or something like that or when I have free mm-hmm. time, you know. And, um, you know, even, you know, you know, just, you know, before I go to the rest, we do, do, like, a little monologue or something, you know, I don't know, you know. So <laughs> just constantly just, like, you know, um you know, just thinking of new creative things and trying to build up characters, you know, and and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. Because I mean, then you're just so. I mean, if you're doing it every single day, then when you know when an opportunity comes to you know, you know, for for some of that material, it's like boom, you already have it like you know stored like in the memory, you know. So exactly. And I was gonna say also, it's kind of it gave me such whiners as if you'd use if you'd use your fat jiggly legs instead of your mouth to run, you'd have a couple calories lost. I tried to say that to an old man because he got in my face after I was in a rumble match and I eliminate got eliminated from the match. He started to jaw jack me, so I basically turned oh, around and no, said, "If you." No. <laughs> So I was like, I'm like, oh, so I'm like, man. what can I say to this old guy? I'm like, what can I say? So I said, if you would use your fat jiggly legs instead of your mouth to run, you'd have a couple calories lost. And he was drinking a Bud Light, <laughs> I think he was. So I smacked it out of his hand. I was, and then I just walked away. But then, um, yeah, it's, it's it's always fun coming up with new creative things to say, especially to a crowd or to your friends, just to see if you can get them to laugh because it's always fun coming up with new material. But I was also going to uh, promote myself here. So, as uh, Matthias, now I know why my uncle does not like you. That was him, you know, that you did that to. Oh, really? Well, then he deserved it. <laughs> well, I, I told him to, I told him to oh, mess man. with you. Thanks a lot. Now he won't return my phone calls either. Oops, just I'm like, sorry. Just like Ozzy, he's not going to come return my calls either. But, yeah, just to quickly promote myself before, uh, before I get off with you here, um, as I am known in the ring, I am the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare, the modern nightmare Matthias. <laughs> So if you ever need a six foot three, two hundred and sixty pound, big beefy boy to either be a, a serial killer in an upcoming horror film or to be the love interest okay. for any kind of romantic film, uh, you know I just know I I just need a little bit of a I just need actually a place to sleep and some food because I'm always looking to get my name out there and my face out there. So just let me know. Okay, yeah, definitely, yeah, for sure. I mean, because I mean I, I know people who are constantly filming and. 
and looking for different, you know, like characters and things like that all the time, you know. So, yeah, I'll definitely keep you in mind. Yeah, because, I mean, especially, I mean, you know, with your height and everything like that, I mean, like, I mean, you'd be great for, yeah, like a serial killer role or like some kind of big monster or something like that. You you know, throw you up in a suit or something like that. And, yeah, like, and, it'd be awesome for sure, man. And the cool thing is if you give him that role, I will be coming as well because he wouldn't have yeah, been talking to you if it wasn't meant for me. Okay. Uh, now yeah, there I mean, there is a lot of there there is a couple of films I want to talk to you about. Now the okay. the one I really want to I really want to hit on. Uh, we have Ozzy Capri's our guest here. We got about uh, twenty eight minutes here. Uh, the one I'm going to hit on we're going to save. Uh, and uh, I'm going to read the tagline, and then you're going to know exactly what movie it is, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first off, I want to know what is it like being on the set with Julia Roberts' brother and chasing vampires. That would be Alien Vampire oh. Busters. Oh, Alien yeah, Alien Vampire Busters, yeah. Um, Eric Roberts. Yeah, I, well, with that, with that, I mean, I basically just kind of, for Alien Vampire Busters, I, I basically just helped produce the film. Um, you know, I pitched in some funds to, to help produce it. Um, and then, um, but I did work with, I was in the same movie with Eric Roberts on, I think, two movies. One was called It Wants Blood. Which also starred uh, Steve Railsback from uh, he, he was uh, Charles Manson and Helter Skelter. Um, yeah, from 2019. Yep. Yep. Um, and then there was also um, um, it, oh, what was it Amityville Bigfoot? Yeah, and I, I actually met him on that that set. And he was I mean he was great. He was very pleasant, you know. And we're just trying to crack jokes. You know what's funny is I'm a huge Batman fan, right? <laughs> right. See, the thing is. I'm a big fan of yours. You play you, you you play Jasper in that movie, and it's in it's currently in post production. Do you guys have a release date for that? Uh, you know, um, I think that got picked up by a big a big studio. So um, yeah, I'm, I think they're waiting to announce that. So um, I, I'm pretty confident that that guy was one of the ones that got um, picked up by by a really, really big studio, so I'm really excited about that. I, I can't really speak too much on that because it's still kind of, you know, hush-hush uh, at the moment. But, <laughs> but you know, um, and yeah, I, I, don't have I, any, I don't have an exact release date on that, um, but it should hopefully, hopefully here be pretty soon. So, You know, and I probably shouldn't say this, but uh, there was one gentleman that uh, said, uh, said that, bragged a lot about you that's why i went to find you so if you're wondering why i found you and had you on the show uh i shouldn't tell you the guy's name but i will anyway uh, uh joseph kelly uh we were talking about clown oh, motel okay. two yeah yeah oh yeah joseph's a great friend of mine yeah he's awesome yeah <laughs> he was really fun to work with those were those a fun set <laughs> Yeah, see, yeah, he he sure. says uh, he says uh, he and I are friends too. But whenever I call him, uh, I get this uh, message, uh, uh, and I know it's his voice too. He said, "This phone has been temporarily disconnected. Please don't try again, Icon. Thank you." Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. I mean, I'm sure he's probably just busy, you know. I mean, he, he's been yeah, guy yeah. Guy well, I, I I'm just though, having man. fun. Jo- really? Joe Joseph yeah. is a great guy. Yeah, yeah, he he's always working. Like, I mean, that guy's like a workaholic. He's always like, I mean, trying to, you know, like, I mean, and especially, I mean, he's he just finished up a, a, a script for uh, I think Crime Will Tell Three. It was like over a hundred pages, you know. So, 
I mean, he works really hard, that guy. So, I mean, if he doesn't return your call, it's, it's probably – don't take it personal, man. <laughs> and, well, I, I think I think it's because uh, every time I talked to him, I kept on asking for a role in his next film. And uh, Matthias, you, you'll like this. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, he's got the perfect role for me. He's trying to find a guy, a character that gets killed in, like, the first 30 seconds of the movie. Then then I get that role. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ozzy Capri is our guest here. We have, uh, as long as I'm the one doing the killing, I'm right. okay with it. Yeah, we have, we have 24 minutes yeah, there, here. To, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Now, you have uh, one movie you just completed, uh, Night of uh, Zoom Ghouls, and you have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies in post-production. <laughs> you have mm-hmm. uh, two movies that you're filming now, Terra Tunes 4, uh, you have Z Dead End, and you have uh, let's see four movies in post production, or I mean pre production: Silent Night, Bloody Night Three, Zombie Rome, Mayday mm-hmm. Z, and Hollywood Werewolf. Now, as, I, I kind of did a double take because your character in Hollywood Werewolf, I'm like, why would he be playing Ricky Martin? But you're actually playing uh, Ricky Martinia, right? I think it's Ricky Martian. Martian. No, Martian. Okay. I I I'm Norwegian. I can't sound things out either. Yeah, like that was a that was James Balsamo's um, creativity right there. So <laughs> yeah, he um he he would always give me like a goofy name. I think the very first movie I did. Oh, I mean, I know. I think it was like after it once blood. It was like called like. Um, you played like, Ralph. Yeah. Then you played Aloha like Dave in yeah, Killer Waves like, too. He was like. Yeah, like Harold Sheamus. <laughs> you just come up yeah, with oh, yeah. funny names. You know? Yeah, I, I remember that movie. I Spill Your Guts, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, not, yeah, I'm not sure when he, if that's even released yet, actually. But, well, yeah, it's it, yeah, um, it's, it's a 2020 movie, so uh, I think it got pushed back because of COVID, I believe. That's right, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yep. right. And, uh, see, like I say, I am a fan, and everybody's like, uh, you know, everybody's thinking I'm trying to uh, suck up to you. Oh, my God, who the hell cares? Okay, thanks, Big Swing. I appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, we have uh, Ozzy Capri is our guest here, and we're on 89.1 Kins FM. We've got 22 minutes. Now, the one movie I really want to talk to you about, uh, and then uh, I'm I'm going to – I'm going to beg and plead. Hopefully uh, you'll be able to hook this person up with us. But here's the tagline. She has her guest list. She checked it twice to host a company Christmas event. But guests quickly turned to gore. This struggling staff has been invited to a party, but no one will be returning home for the holidays. Check oh, us out yeah. in the Mistletoe <laughs> Massacre. <laughs> Massacre. <laughs> that was probably, I mean, that's going to be one of my coolest movies because I got to work with, like, three legends on that. Like, I was, like, so, like... Uh, don't, I'm, I'm going like, I'm, 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 I'm to tell them, and then uh, you can tell me what it was like to work with them. Now, the, the first one, of course, um, let's see, Lori uh, Linkletter, uh, you got to work with uh, in that movie. That that had to have been really awesome. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's she's cool, too. I've worked with her before on something else, too. Yeah, she's 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 great for sure. <laughs> now and uh, uh, see, and I don't know if you you still have contact with uh, any of your 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 co-stars, but she's one I'd like you to hook up with. Now, uh, another person that was in uh, 
the movie. Uh, I'm just wondering what it was like, and did you ever say, what you talking about, Willis? No, <laughs> Todd Bridges, yeah. You know, it, that was so cool because I loved that show, you know, growing up. Like, Different Strokes was freaking awesome, you know? I mean, and so to work with Willis, I was like, that, you know, so when I, when I was working with him, I was like, man, I bet you get that all the time, man. He's like, oh, he's like, you have no idea. <laughs> Does he hate he's like, it? He's like, yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, he doesn't hate it. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, it's, um, you know, I mean, like, I think that sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. I mean, as I think anybody would agree, you know, so, um, but I mean, I, I definitely don't think he hates it, you know what I mean? But it's, um, I mean, you know, just like I said, I mean, like if, if he's trying to like, you know, I don't know, eat dinner or something like that, a fancy restaurant, have everybody, you know, crowd around him, it's probably not going to be, you know, all that great, you know, but <laughs> I mean, I guess like, well, uh, yeah. you know, can you imagine he's like, he's like in a restaurant, he's ordering food and he has, uh, do you have uh, low-cal French? And he's like, what you talking about, Willis? Yeah. I wanted to say I was like, you know what? I was like, I want to say it so bad, but you know what? This is probably going to beat me up. For this. <laughs> <laughs> now... Now the one gal that uh that I want to talk to you about. Now I've been she I've been a fan of hers for the now just so just so we're on the same page here. No, I didn't invite you on the show so you can hook me up with all your co stars. That's not what I'm about. That's what Matthias is about, just so we're on the same page here. But <laughs> you uh I've been a fan of Lauren Francesca forever. Okay. I always watch all her uh YouTube uh videos all her Facebook uh, live things when she's painting, uh, when she's hosting Christmas parties. When uh, She likes to go to thrift stores like me, and she likes to buy a lot of clothes and stuff, uh, just like my wife. So, oh, I, okay, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, I mean, she, she'll find all kinds of, like, great deals and stuff like that. I mean, it, I mean but it's stuff that we use in the, in the films, you know. So, because, I mean, you know, I mean, making movies is very costly. You know, kind of thing. So it's good to have this stuff on hand, so you don't have to, you know, go out and buy a whole bunch of like a whole new wardrobe for for like the next set. You know, so. Um, but I'll tell you what, though, if you can hook me up with her, and I know we talked about this before, but if you can hook me up with her, let her know that I promise I won't call her. Uh, I'll have her on the show. I'll be completely professional, and then she never has to hear from me again. But if you could get us hooked up with her, that would be that would make my life. Yeah, um, yeah. Let me go ahead and try to talk to her. I mean, I know she's like in New York right now, um, and she's handling mm-hmm. some business out there. Um, you know, I was I shot her a text and she started you know asking me questions about it the other day, and then I think she got too busy and then hadn't heard from her. You know, I think in the past like day or two. You know, but I've been really busy myself, so I mean, she might have texted me back. I have to check, but. Um, yeah, I'll and, definitely keep on top of that for you, though, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll see about you know getting her on the show for you, man. And let her know I also never miss an episode of I Want My Lauren ever. Okay, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean she she loves the fans, man. You know, so for sure. I mean, yeah, isn't is uh, and and I know you don't care, but I'm going to tell you anyway. As a matter of fact, uh, her co-host uh, on that show is going to be on and. Uh, 
uh, I, I was going to uh, surprise you guys with that. Uh, he he had a uh, a cameo appearance in the movie Revenge of the Nerds. He was the comedian on stage. Je- uh, he said, "What did the Pink Panther say when he stepped on an ant? Dan ant, dan ant, dan ant, You know, and uh, <laughs> that joke was so corny. I've been using it all my life, and I d- I get about the same reaction as he does. <laughs> Oh yeah, right on, man. Awesome. Uh, well, let's get let's get back to uh, let's get back to talking about you. Uh, Ozzy Capri's our guest here, and uh, we're on eighty nine point one Kins FM. We got uh, sixteen minutes. So now uh, we mentioned that you have uh, three movies in pre production right now: uh, Silent Night, Bloody Night Three, Zombie Rome, Mayday Z, and Hollywood Werewolf. Now. Uh, are you are you currently on set of one of those uh, right now, or uh, did you just like no, start no, filming no. them and then so you got to like, go back, Mayday or Z, where are you at with those? Yes. So with Mayday Z and Zombie Rome, um, that was going through a guy by the name of Scotty Jelt. I believe he was a producer, and then Massimilio Circhi, I think, was supposed to direct it, but I'm not sure if he still is because. It's been uh, in limbo, actually, for, for a little while, so I'm not exactly quite sure. I haven't really received any updates as far as those two are concerned. Um, let's see. Uh, the the werewolf one, I already shot my scenes, like, I think it was a while ago. Yeah. It, it's been a little while since I shot those scenes. And then for Silent Night, Blade Night 3, um, I just got hired to the project, so um, I haven't even... I, don't even, I haven't even really seen much of a script yet or anything like that. I mean, I got a basic concept. I mean, I talked it over with, uh, you know, the director and the directors and whatnot. And, um, sounds like a pretty cool story. So um, we'll kind of see how, you know, what, what the final product will will will, will be. So, but I'm really excited about it, though, for sure. Yeah. You know, one question I like to ask every one of our guests uh, are. are our famous guests like you that that are great actors that have been in a lot of different films. I, I'm I'm kind of curious about your man cave. So like if we were to go down, <laughs> if I were to take a tour of your man cave, I know that you'll never let me near your house now. But uh, would would like someone like go down the basement and see like a bookshelf full of all your scripts, and then on the on, along the walls are all the posters from your movies. Uh, is that basically? Do you have a man cave like that, or do you not collect any of that? Oh stuff? no, man. I mean, I mean, I'm just renting like a guest house man in beverly hills right now so <laughs> yeah just, uh yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not baller status yet man I'm trying to trying to get there <laughs> yeah, but, but um, well yeah, you, you, know, I mean, I you have, must like, keep right stuff though don't you walk in to like to my place like i mean i have like my medals that i won from a uh, worldwide star search i think yeah i won like three medals for for two for best uh, best monologue one was for like 2018 the other one was for 2019 i want to say and then I got one for for best singer in the 2019 um, show. So yeah, I, I mean it's pretty cool because they look kind of like um, Olympic medals. So I try to try to play it off a little bit and like yeah, check out these medals. They're fantastic. Aren't they? <laughs> That's cool though. That's cool though. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, yeah. So I have those like maybe right at the entrance of my place, you know. And then I have like you know some memorabilia, you know. I have some some stuff, you know, and some props. I have like a little shelf, you know. I have like you know a gun from that um, was uh, created by um, I think the the gentleman who did all the props for the Power Rangers. He did with the oh, that's cool. films I was in. 
Yeah, so yeah, um, so I got like a, like a gun that he made or something like that. So it's pretty cool. So it's like you know a little memorabilia from the stuff that you know that I've done, you know, and whatnot. And I do have like some posters and whatnot. And so have that, you kept any of your costumes from movies? Um, yeah, I mean I do have like a thing from Shadow Marsh. I think I still have like the mask and the robe. Um, and then um, everything else, like I think, yeah, I don't. I think I have anything else though. <laughs> I think I have like a bloody you know, shirt or two just for just for memories, you know. I'm like, oh yeah, that's when I was shanked. <laughs> yeah. You know, I you know I made that you know I made that cool collector's card for you. Um, the 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 one picture I wanted to use for you, um, and tell me you still have this because it's the coolest thing I ever saw. Uh, uh, the red jacket, the red and black jacket, the leather jacket, you still got that, oh, right? Oh, yeah, I still got that, yeah. Yeah, I still got that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, you know, as, was, as, I was, I was, I was, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, looking around for, um, like, a new jacket. So, like, you know, I, I go to these premieres and stuff like that for the movies and I like to, you know, be a little, you know, um, you know, all decked out and whatnot. And so I was like, just, you know, looking around, and I just came across that jacket, and I was like, man, this thing was freaking gnarly as heck, you know, so I was like, for sure, I jumped on it, bought it, and, you know, I used it for a couple of premieres, and I love that jacket. I definitely still have it, so. <laughs> you know, I, I hope you do like that collector's card I made for you, though. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. That was way cool you, man. Sure. Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, you you're all, I, and don't leave yet. I, I I know I'm praising you early, but because uh, we still have uh, ten minutes with you. But I mean, you're, you're just you're just an awesome guy, man. I mean, you know, with oh, all the you. with you all the too, with all the cool it, stuff that you done. I mean, look, you got three gold medals on your wall. The medal I have is gold plated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Yeah, man, but you know what? You can't knock it. Even if it's gold plated or not, man, you still want it, man. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, I mean, the, the ones I got are probably gold plated too, man. I mean, I never really checked to see if it was real, but <laughs> so I guess it's a well, wah, wah, wah from me too, man. Well, well, no, it's just that, well, see, the thing is, you earned yours. I Well, I'm not going to tell you how I got mine, but anyway, it's sorry for another time for another therapy session. Now, uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious, <laughs> being, being, being an actor, is there any actor... Uh, or actress that you like would really want to do a film with that uh, that you that you just like really would like to work with. Um, I would say like I mean the um, any of the original cast members like the main characters from like let's say like the original screen film like that was like my favorite like that and Return of the Living Dead were like my top two favorite um, horror films of all time and I got to work with uh, Linnea Quigley on a film. Um, and actually, we became friends, which is way cool. So, and she was in uh, Return of the Living Dead, and then I happened to meet the uh, the cast from Scream. Um, you know, uh, Matthew Lillard, um, Ned Campbell, uh, Jamie Kennedy, and uh, Keith Ulrich at a at a convention recently, and I was just like, that was like the coolest thing ever. So, I'd love to work with those guys, and I would love to to work with Linnea again. I mean, she was so fun to work with. She's so awesome. So. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, if I'm like, not mistaken, that would be like a dream. If I'm not mistaken, you you know a good friend of mine too, uh, Nancy Ann Ritter. Oh yeah, yeah, it's because she was the 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 girl in the bathroom. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
You know those two girls? I know. <laughs> I know. I know you're talking about. Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those, and those, it's those, like those I told you. I said the reason like, why people on like Sydney or something. Yeah, like things right. like crazy I said, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I told you. I said the reason why that that movie was so popular is because you were in it and you were in the bathroom. That's why. That's why the movie did, did as well as it did the box office because you were in it. Yeah. And you know what she told me? She says, "Okay, now tell me the real reason." <laughs> she's cool, man. She, she, I mean, you know, like I follow her on uh, on social media, man. She's a way cool lady, man. So for sure, man. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her in person though, but but definitely want to catch her one day. Maybe we'll catch her at a convention or something, you know. <laughs> and she said that uh, you know we have a we have a, what they call a grind flicks. Uh, convention here in uh, usually in October uh, or early okay. November, and uh, she said that she'd be willing to come out for that. Um, and uh, I said, oh, really? She said, cool. yeah, yeah. She said, yes. And I will tell people I know you. Oh well, hey, come on out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Ozzy <laughs> uh, um. Capri's our guest here. So, uh, what? Uh, um, you know, I mentioned that uh, you have uh, you have those four projects now, but is there any uh, other projects? I, I know you probably can't give us a whole lot of detail, but uh, I, I suppose like uh, you have like like a stack of scripts that people are sending you. They want you to be in the movie. Uh, uh, kind of tell us about what uh, what the the rest uh, of got, yours looking like for you. Some things in the works, in the works, man. I got um, you know, I just got hired just like I said on to uh, Silent Night, Blade Night Three. I'm going to be a, a show host. Um, slash like reporter um, uh, named uh, Ricky Radcliffe, so that's gonna be a whole lot of fun, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, with a great crew and everything like that, and I've worked with these guys before, and it was really fun. So really looking forward to it. And then um, I also have Abaddon, um, which is gonna be I think shot at the end of the year or early next year. Um, that's supposed to be a really really good one as well. Um, Really excited about that. That's with uh, Auric, uh Garcia um, and Dustin Cleegan. Um, I think the, the, those are the guys who are doing that one. And then um, uh, there was another one. Oh, what was it called? It was uh, oh, now I can't remember. Shoot, probably like brain fart. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Well, yeah, you know there, there 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 is one question that I. I, I don't know why I've never asked any other actor that's been on here this, but is there any movie that you've done that uh, that they made a sequel for that you're like, wow, they're making a sequel of that? Or is there any movie that you did that you think they should have made a sequel for? They, or they, they or that they shouldn't make a sequel for or they should? No, that no, that they should make a, a sequel for that, uh, you know, it was, it was such a good movie that you wish you could do do a sequel of it. Oh, I'd probably say, I mean, there's a couple of them. I mean, I, definitely I would say Shadow Marsh. That was a really good one. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Um, that one, that one's really, really cool. Um, yeah, where you play Aramis. Uh, Aramis. Yeah, Aramis, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Aramis. Yep, that was a good role. It was a fun role. <laughs> I, I, that's an awesome film. Uh, now you've you've been in a few sequels too. The one uh, the one uh, our fans are kind of asking me about, uh, Terror Tunes Four. Um, yeah, uh, I so believe that's, that's a cartoon, one, right? Yeah, like I got to work with Linnea Quigley on, and I actually had some scenes with her. 
Um, and I can't really go much beyond that, but and that's awesome because Linnea Quigley, I mean, she was, you know, the um, she was in Night of the Demons. She was the uh, she was the uh, the girl who wore the pink dress, you know, and um, yep, yep. became one. Yep, yeah. I mean, she was also in Return of the Living Dead. She was uh, the character Trash with the red hair. Yeah. <laughs> right. Of course, my so, favorite uh, movie of hers is Graduation Day. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's a really good friend. Yeah, you know, we we uh we talk periodically and everything like that and she's such a sweetheart, you know. So, um I think um she has something coming up next month. I'm going to go um go visit her um cuz she's going to be I think here in LA next month. So it'll be good to to hang out and like reminisce and, you know, just catch up and stuff like that, but um yeah, Terror Tunes 4, I mean, that, I mean I've mean, i seen uh, some of the footage. That's going to be a really, really good one. It's looking really fantastic. Like, I'm crazy excited about it. Um, Joe Castro is one. And, um, and um, uh, I'm sorry, um, Escobar. Freaking, I don't even think I know. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, that's uh, okay. And then... Yeah, um, what one thing uh, I I you know we we don't, I'm unfortunately sorry. We don't, yeah sorry I'm sorry go ahead sorry well I was gonna say I'm we only sorry. have a, um, we only have a a few minutes left with you which is terrible because I have so many more questions and uh, we I like to have you back on again I mean we still got we still got about four minutes left here with you but uh, you know oh yeah one, another question that. Um, uh, well, so we can do this. If our fans want to check you out and see you, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, and IMDb. What do you got? Oh yeah, yeah. I got I got the IMDb. Um, you guys could just like uh, uh, just Google my name A U Z I, you know, for Ozzy, and then uh, Capri is C A P R I. Um, you guys can find me on Facebook um, and Instagram as well. Um, I post on there pretty often. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'd go ahead and shoot me a, a Google or a, or a, a request and, you know, and uh, it'd be nice to meet you guys. <laughs> yeah, and, and you are, you and I are good uh, friends on Facebook. I, uh, I do appreciate that. And one thing that one fan is saying is like, uh, you know, I mentioned the, the, the jacket, the black and red jacket. Uh, everybody's yeah. wanting to know about why I didn't ask you about the uh, the jean jacket uh, that's on the IMDb, uh, the blue um, the blue jean jacket. Um, I think oh, it's blue, and I think it's a jean jacket. But uh, a fan's asking me about it, so you're you're standing in front of a brick wall wearing this cool jacket, just like a zipper jacket. Oh yeah, oh I think I know what you're talking. Is it like a brown one? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Like I've been, you know, I lost that jacket, it, you know, like a little a while ago, and I've been like looking all over for it, like ever since. <laughs> I actually tried finding it to buy it again, and I still haven't been able to find that exact same one, and I forgot where I bought it from. So the search still continues. <laughs> but if anybody <laughs> finds it, uh, shoot me a message and. Or or, or or if you or if you stole it, there's a reward right now. You'll get an autographed picture of the icon if you return it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, speak, speaking of autographs, uh, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways for our fans? Oh, sure, absolutely. Okay, and I'll send you that uh, address on uh, uh, Facebook. 
Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I do appreciate you being on with us tonight. You have been just so awesome. And uh, like I say, oh, I hope we didn't scare you too much, and I hope you'll still be my friend on Facebook because you're awesome. And, oh, of course, man. I, I'll stop, man. Of course. You guys are awesome, man. You know, and everybody be safe out there, you know, and, uh, and um, you know, um, God bless you all, and you all take care and have a good night. <laughs> And we'll definitely have you back on again if uh, if if you'll if your schedule allows it. We definitely have some more questions for you. Okay, sounds good, man. <laughs> All right, thanks, buddy. All right, brother. You take care, man. All right, y'all have a yeah, good- yeah. Uh, Ozzy Capri, ladies and gentlemen, what what a great guy. And I'll tell you what, man, this guy has got like. On a scale of one to uh, ten in uh, fashion, this guy's like a thousand. I mean, if you could see all these outfits that he's wearing on IMDb, I mean, I want to be just like this guy. Uh, you know, famous. You know, in movies, wearing cool jackets. Because uh, right now, I'm I'm none of that, uh, but I'm working on it. But anyway, uh, so we got a big show uh, next week, as always. Uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have another actress, another actor, and uh, we're gonna have another MMA fighter on with us. And uh, we're also gonna have a group of musicians with us. So check out our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, and uh, the information for our future guests will drop every Thursday night or Friday morning. And uh, Granny, you'll be here with us next week, right? As far as I know. And uh, the modern nightmare, you'll be with us as well, will you not? Well, that's the plan, unless uh, I get stuck in Wisconsin for some reason, then I might just have to call in, but we'll see. Well, I'll tell you what, since uh, you and I are both Viking fans, here's what I want you to do. You can you can find these at, at any Goodwill store or uh, in town here, an Aaron Rodgers jersey. What you can do is, when you get to the ring, rip it off like Hulk Hogan. Okay. Either, that, either that or I want to wear my I want to wear Randy Moss jersey. I've always wanted a Moss jersey. Well, no, have the Moss jersey underneath it. Yeah, absolutely. Put a, get a Moss jersey, get an Aaron Rodgers jersey on. Yeah, okay, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, and uh, you remember the the guests that we had last week, the uh, the uh, um, uh, Miss uh, uh, Shaw and uh, uh, the actor from the play last yeah. week. Yeah, you know that. Remember the story was about, uh, you know, they had to bring the ugliest girl uh, to the dance? Yep. And I was wondering, I was going to ask him, I didn't, uh, I ran out of time, I was going to ask him, who's bringing Aaron Rodgers? Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's a question for next week, we'll find that out. But until then, until next week, be safe, join us next week, same time, same channel, 89.1 Kens FM, love each other. And be joining us next week. We're always here to entertain every Monday night from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. We'll see you next week. Love you, everybody. Take care. You think you know me.